0: Simon, low commodity prices are having quite the impact, of course. And in fact, Christine Lagarde even said that countries dependent on such, Nigeria, for example, must now adapt to a different phase in the global economy. How realistic would you say this is?
1: For Nigeria, for Russia, for South Africa, commodity-intensive revenues are known as the Dutch disease in some circles. And what you have is economies that are skewed towards supporting that sector, and then suddenly have to realize that if market forces move against them in terms of their revenues, the prices, what other sectors can they fall back on? And diversification is absolutely key. And I think Christine Lagarde is encouraging those developing countries, but let's not Exclude some developed countries as well. Australia is an example that has been, its growth has been heavily reliant on the Chinese manufacturing industrial production sector as that has slowed, Australia's economy has slowed. That is another example of a country where more diversification into other sectors improves the resilience, improves an economy's ability to smooth through the business cycle as one sector falls in and out of vogue. I think that's a very salient warning from Christine.
0: So emerging economies, what's the ones to watch and the ones to avoid?
1: India and uh, and China remain those, those economies that have the best longer term prospects. Um, they have the large population, they have the toolkit therein to be able to respond to changing uh, political pressures. The ones to avoid are those that are insufficiently diversified, and effectively you are not buying into a, a, a diversified economic story of that geography. You're effectively buying a commodity.
0: So, bearing this in mind, what's the knock-on effect for advanced economies?
1: For me, it's the banking sector. Uh, it's the developed market banking sector who have, in some cases, lent quite extensively to emerging markets. You take here in the UK, the situation is that the UK banking sector has. 340% of its tier one capital exposed to emerging market debt. Now, should the quality of that debt come in at a lower level than most banks are valuing this at, and you start to get write-downs, then their capital requirements come under pressure. would see dividend cuts, we know that from the Bank of England stress tests at the back end of 2015, and you start to see a requirement for this banking, the, the banking sector to come back to the market to raise more capital. That is the feedback loop from emerging market debt being of a lower quality than we're currently expecting, and therein the financial sector is the is the real play, or albeit negative play, if, if events go against us for, for developed market equities.